0: Welcome to another episode of the Breaking Through Experience, I'm your host Matteo Grosso and if you have not yet done so click that follow button so that you never miss another podcast episode. Also if you want more personal development content in your feed you can follow me right now on social media at Matteo Grosso Coach. I was very happy to hear that you enjoyed the episode on the art of delivering negative feedback and I decided to record another episode where I share with you some tips and tricks uh, to give feedback in various contexts workplace, relationships, uh, parenting, uh, you name it. Uh, these tips uh, are applicable to any situation. I studied this material when I was preparing to become a manager in corporate and even if I ended up founding my own business, the knowledge I accumulated stayed with me and actually this knowledge benefits me a uh, big time when uh, uh, when I coach people. This is why I always encourage everyone to learn new things in every setting, in any situation, because even if the direction changes in your life, sometimes it takes unexpected turns, even if the direction changes, the knowledge stays with you, the the person you have become stays with you, right? So in this case, I wanted to share with you some tips and tricks I learned over time in no particular order, Uh, hoping that you can find value and you can implement this feedback. It stays with you and you can implement it in various settings um, over time, over the course of your life. The question I asked myself was, uh, what are the characteristics of a great feedback? Because I think we don't talk about this enough. Feedback is underrated. People don't know how to give feedback. People don't know how to receive feedback. Hence the importance of <laughs> treating these topics so that we can learn and we can become effective leaders in the household, at workplace, in the workplace, in our life in general. So number one is feedback should be timely. Never mention something that happened a long time ago. In behavior science, there is a category of people who take longer to think and process emotions before speaking up. These people are called, um, this trait is called steadiness. This can be a problem with feedback. Imagine if a manager tells you last month you made this mistake. I mean, how can you remember what happened last month? And this situation frequently happens in relationships too. When you're arguing with your partner and your partner or one, one person starts remembering all the situations in the past when you did something wrong. And you don't even know what to say. I'm like, I'm sorry, I guess, you know, you don't even remember it. Okay? So, feedback should always be timely. And if steadiness is a trait of yours, don't worry, but call it as you see it. Right? Make the effort, get out of your way, and uh, instead of taking a week or two weeks to process something, just call it out immediately. Right? Don't wait, because if you wait... People are going to tell you, I actually don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. And you even think, okay, now they're making fun of myself when uh, the truth is they probably don't even remember why they made this mistake, right? So feedback is timely. And once you get the feedback, do not mention the past mistake. Look forward. This is another big issue. I remember my manager, my manager telling me one day to... Phrase client emails in a different way. And I said, of course, no problem, you know, I can do that. And after a couple of days, he got back to me and he was very angry. He said, you did it again. I told you to phrase this differently. Why did you do it? And I said, no, I didn't. I'm sure I didn't phrase client emails wrong this time, I'm sure. So he went, he opened the inbox and he picked the email and said, you see, you did it again. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, this email is from a week ago. And you gave me the feedback two days ago. And he was, of course, super sorry, but uh, the situation was, uh, was strange because um, basically he mentioned something that happened a week ago, but the feedback was two days ago. And uh, it is very important for managers, for people to realize if you say something to someone, right? Do not touch the past. The past is forgotten, right? The, you only have to look at the future. You cannot think about the past again. It is as almost as if uh, the past never happened, okay? It must be an occurrence. Oh, they did something wrong. Oh, no worries. Yeah, it's fine. Um, the future will be different. Start humble, of course, and understand the context. This is crucial. So a one-time occurrence might not be worth being pointed out. You have to look for patterns rather than occasional occurrences because you never know what people are going through. So be kind, ask curious questions to understand the situation. Uh, For instance, you can say, Hey, I only found out this recently. I spoke with Julie. She said that uh, um, you were not happy about this. Can you give me some background on what happened? And as you can imagine, this approach sits so much better with the receiver because we as leaders, we have to give people the possibility to explain, right? I, I It happened to me very recently. I got a feedback from a client and the coach and the feedback was very different. The client was not very happy and the coach was, uh, um, I, before in basically getting angry at the coach, I inquired, I asked the honest question and the curious question. I said, hey, can you tell me what happened in this situation? And it turns out that probably the coach was right, not the client. But, you know, if hadn't I asked this very nicely in a curious way, I wouldn't have known. Okay, so start humble, understand the context, look for patterns, not a one occasional occurrence. Okay, If someone behaves like that negatively in one, one occurrence, maybe it's just a bad day. And never use the words always and never. We make these mistakes in relationships so badly, so many times. So imagine a partner that tells you, you always do this or you never do that. Come on, always, always or never, never. You never take down the trash. Never, never. Maybe once a week or twice a week. Yes, I do. Right. So what you're trying to point out is that you would like this person to make more effort in the household. But always and never is not a good way of delivering feedback because it's almost impossible to quantify the never and the always. So you have to be very specific with the feedback. The method of delivery is important as well. Use a mix in the workplace, use a mix of written and spoken feedback, but mostly favor in-person feedback to written feedback. Because it allows you to empathize with the person and show how much you truly care. The problem is many people are passive aggressive. They're conflict averse. And this happens many times. A manager, for instance, they send you feedback emails and then they see you at work and they avoid direct confrontation. And how would you feel towards that person? Would you respect that person? This is not the manager I would like to have. I want someone who tells me if something is wrong, right? Because what's the problem? Let's deal with it. Let's talk about this. So don't avoid people, right? In-person feedback is really, really important. And when you do it, use an open body language and a kind tonality. Do not, you know, cross your arms. Do not have an angry expression. Instead, smile. You know, use a kind and calm tonality when you speak. Remember, the aim, and this is very important because people forget it, especially in relationships or in the, in the household, the aim is not to fight. <laughs> How many times do you get into a feedback situation and you end up fighting? But the aim is not fighting, the aim is to make a suggestion that could make this employee more productive at work, for instance, or the relationship between your spouse and your parents more pleasant. All right, so this is very important. Um, You don't want to fight. You just want to improve the situation. Number seven, do not rub it in. This is very important. If your partner did something that hurt you, you may be angry at them and you may want to make them suffer a bit, right? Or at work, imagine your direct report made a huge mistake and your supervisor got angry at you. You might get angry at your employee. But whatever happens, in any situation, when you offer feedback, watch your mouth. You don't want to belittle people. You don't want to hurt people. Why? Because people know they are wrong. You do not need to remind it to them. This was an unbelievable thing to learn for me. Because I thought I had to show them how wrong they were. But then it turns out people know. And when you mention it to them, they actually get very defensive. So mention what the other person did wrong, but do not put the accent on it. Put the emphasis on what we could accomplish at work in a relationship if we did things differently, but not like you did this, you did this. Why did you do that? Why are you stupid? You know, if you say this, this leads to conflict, What you want to do is, hey, I noticed this. What if we tried another way? And you will see that people will receive your feedback in a very, very positive way. Of course, people should be open to feedback, but it's not always the case. (laughs) And important, connected to this, never judge and always assume good faith. Never presume things. A part of a healthy culture is assuming good good intentions of people. I know that you might have the temptation as a manager, for instance, to think for the worst. Let me give an example An employee disappears for one hour He or she is working from home Are they sleeping? Are they playing video games? In working hours? You don't know That's the thing, you really don't know as a manager And you must assume good faith because Maybe their parents did not feel well And they were just helping out So It's very important to remember everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And the best leaders assume good intentions. Number nine, be relevant. Do not waste people's times. So, some managers, for instance, will schedule meetings with you just because they have to do it. Like once a week, they have to meet you. But then they give you pathetic feedback, which is not even relevant. So, ask yourself... Is it important to meet up or not? Elon Musk says this very often. It is fine to leave a meeting if the meeting is, there is no value, is empty, right? Is uh, meaningless. Remember, your suggestions must be useful. So if you don't have anything to say once a week, schedule a meeting bi-weekly, every two weeks. Much better (laughs) for the employee. And when you're in the meeting, do not criticize. We mentioned that, uh, like, in uh, in the point uh, above. Show them a better way. Do not criticize. Criticizing is very easy. Try presenting a solution which is much more difficult. So when you deliver feedback, be specific. In this exact situation, you took this exact action and that led to this exact result. If you remember our latest podcast episode. Be quick, timely, and clarify how the receiver can improve. You're not there to criticize them, you're there to show them a better way. And it's important for the person to really appreciate your feedback, to understand why is the feedback relevant. What's in it for the receiver if they implement the feedback? So you have to give a good reason for your suggestion. What's in it for them if they change behavior? Explain how things will change for the best if the feedback is implemented. So, in this exact situation, if you take this action instead, it will lead to this result, which is way better. Very, very powerful way of giving feedback. Another thing that I learned the hard way is that uh, praise should be given in public, but uh, uh, feedback, critic, let's say, should be given in private. This is something I learned the hard way because I love feedback. I ask for it and I give it, regardless of the setting. And one day I gave a direct feedback to a teammate. And he was, this guy was perfectly fine with this, but another teammate, a girl, saw me, and she complained, she went to my manager and she complained because she thought I had been too harsh in a public setting. Now, even if the teammate, my teammate was happy, was perfectly happy with the the feedback, I had to learn that the praise in companies is public, while feedback is always shared in private. And this applies also to the relationship field, to the relationship setting. This is another big story that I have. So I remember I was once once out with uh, my girlfriend and all our friends. And we got into a conversation. It was kind of a heated uh, conversation. And my girlfriend supported me. She supported my arguments 100%. And I was very happy about it, you know, I I really felt supported. But when we got home, she started telling me, I disagree with this one, with this, with this, with that. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute, I thought you agreed with me. I mean, you showed support. And what she said was mind-blowing to me. She said, I will always support you in public. But I will always share what I think, the real thought, behind closed doors. I was mind blown by this because not only I appreciated her loyalty in public, etc., how much she respected me, but also I learned so much on relationships and on feedback in general. You praise in public, you criticize in private. It's between you and the person you are dating, for instance, in this case. Very, very inspirational talk she gave me that day. (laughs) When you give the feedback, give time to the person to adjust, okay? Many times uh, when we receive feedback, we get defensive. So many people, most of us, have a hard time adapting to change and we need some time to process the feedback before we can implement a different behavior. So I know it sounds strange, but if you do something wrong and I criticize you for it, I give you feedback, uh, most people tend to do this wrong thing, tend to emphasize actually the wrong thing for a little bit because they get very defensive. But then if you give them a little bit of time, they will open up, they will process, they will start thinking about it and they will implement the feedback. So give them a little while, don't expect that the next day they will actually implement the feedback straight away because that very rarely happens, especially in companies, um, that very, very rarely happens. Of course, this is important because some people don't really understand this, feedback was, should always be given in uh, um, an informed manner with logical criteria, for something that may infringe on the other people's space and freedom. Let me give an example. If it is a personal preference that does not affect the team's work, why changing it? Leave the people free to organize themselves as they wish. This is something so difficult to understand for managers because they don't differentiate if something impacts the employee only, it is a personal preference, or something that impacts the team and the organization. It is a team preference, let's say. So many managers make this mistake. Many managers say, for instance, you should not work in this way. And you're like, wait, but this does not impact anyone. It's just my preferred way of working. Why should I care? And uh, managers sometimes have a very hard time understanding that everyone has their own way of organizing themselves. So, don't give feedback which is perceived as stupid. I mean, you want to mention something that the person can improve and only something that affects the team, okay? First of all. Second, don't say stupid things as feedbacks. For instance, I don't like blue eyes is not a good feedback. (laughs) You're short is not a good feedback because the person cannot improve this aspect on themselves, okay? So, the person will actually work against you if you say some. If you give them this stupid feedback, he, on the contrary, if you say, "I see that you t- are taking a long time to com- to complete this task," in the work environment, your behavior is detrimental to the manager and uh, your colleagues. That is a good feedback. We already mentioned get the comprehensive overview of all the information on the table. Of course, okay. Never assume anything. I remember I assumed a couple of times, and uh, I told my colleagues, "Hey, why aren't you doing this?" Because I thought they were not doing it. But the thing is, but the thing is, before criticizing, get a comprehensive overview of the information. Actually, in that case, I found out that my colleague sent ten emails to this client for us to. Um, to respond and I didn't know I couldn't know and I assumed that they didn't right so never assume anything get a very comprehensive view of all the information and uh, then only then only then present your point of view present your feedback final points of course when you are especially a parent but also when you coach people You want your children to succeed and you want to have the mentality of successful coaches. So you want your um, children, you want your mentees, you want your coaches to get out of every session feeling that in your eyes they are great. This is a mistake many parents make. They make them feel, their children, as if they are unable to, to do anything great. While coaches and parents, great people, you know, who coach people, they make people feel that they might have shortcomings, but since they are great, they will be able to deal with them. You have to instill the seed of potential in people. In the interactions, no one should ever feel they are belittled by you. They should feel elevated. And this is tricky because you must have people think sometimes they're not nice because you want them to improve but you must tell them in the right way. This is the importance why uh, I, I tried so hard to explain to you some tips and tricks on how to give feedback the right way. Example, if you say I feel you have a habit which is preventing you from reaching your full potential. Such a great feedback is this. Is it? This is a great feedback because it shows that the person needs to improve, but it also shows that you believe they can achieve great things. And if you said, for instance, you have terrible habits, that would be throwing a stone at them. So you don't want to do that. You want to make them perceive that there is potential. All right? And when you provide feedback to um, be, be ready because people might take um, adopt a defensive attitude. So you have to learn to speak to people in different ways. You have to learn to motivate them in different ways. This is why behavior science is so useful. It comes in very handy because to some people you have to shout at them to motivate them. To some people you have to speak very calmly and sit next to them and listen to them. If you have someone who is very committed, do not be too hard on them because probably they are already very hard on themselves. Okay, so the, the beautiful skill of a leader is really to adapt, to understand the different team, the different people they have on the team and how they can help everyone to become a higher version of themselves. I hope this episode was helpful, guys. I really enjoyed recording it. I really enjoyed preparing it. Because feedback is key. Feedback is communication, really. It's really communication. So I hope this can help you. This can benefit you from your life as a leader in your household, in your relationships, etc. Okay? So that's what I've got for today's episode. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who could benefit. And if you could share it in your Instagram stories and tag me, Mato Grosso Coach, it would be amazing. The only way we grow and impact more people is if you guys share it. So I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you. We will do it. Make your life a masterpiece. See you next week. I appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day.